You're listening to sermons from St. Macarios the Great, Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. Stumped. I was doing a bit of research this week on the history of this word. And according to the Oxford English Dictionary, there is a unique American verbal form of this word stump, meaning to cause to be at a loss, to confront with an insuperable difficulty to non-plus. So this unique American usage of this word dates back to the early 19th century American frontier. As American settler colonial westward expansion took place, those settlers were confronted invariably by great swaths of forest. So as they were searching for land to inhabit and ultimately farm, they would obviously have to cut down a great many trees that were in their way. They'd have to clear the trees from the land to make it ideal for planting their crops and for farming so that they could survive. And of course, anytime you're clearing trees, one of the major obstacles that you have left over is the stump. And stump removal is actually quite difficult, even, even in modern times. It requires a great deal of horsepower, a great deal of strength and muscle. We can do it with machines, but back in those days, they literally had to do it with horses. It would take a great deal of effort just to clear one stump. I mean, imagine all the roots that are shooting down into the ground, out every direction, holding that stump securely in place. So these stumps created tremendous obstacles and obstructions for these early farmers. And thus, we have this uniquely American word, to be stumped, confronted with a difficult situation, an obstacle, that we don't quite know how to solve. Sure, sure. We're all familiar with this experience. It's pretty common to life. We stop from time to time. Things seem a bit hopeless, maybe, or difficult, insurmountable, just might be at our wit's end. This word, stumped, I think perfectly captures the historical and political experience of Israel at the time of the prophets, when Isaiah the prophet spoke the third of these great prophecies of Emmanuel, God with us. The Davidic kingdom at that time, had been reduced 
to nothing but a stump. Because the people, the nation of Israel, they had lost their center, they've lost their reference, their focus, their purpose, their chance for well-being. The people had disobeyed God, they abused the poor, they perverted justice, they practiced idolatry. And God says the prophet is coming to judge them. And that judgment will take place through that great empire we've been talking about these last three weeks, Assyria. Assyria, says the prophet, will be the axe in God's hand. And God will cut down the trees of Israel and Judah to mere stumps. you've seen a picture of a forest which has recently been cut down vast swath of stumps a lifeless image very powerful image of, of God's judgment in this scene yet as in all things God never leaves judgment as his final word Judgment is never God's final word. The prophet Isaiah, immediately after this word of judgment, this clarity, this leaving the forest of Israel as a stump, offers this word of hope for the people. Behold, a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. Not by appearance shall he judge, nor by hearsay shall he decide. But he shall judge the poor with justice, Decide fairly for the lands afflicted. He shall strike the ruthless with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Justice shall be a band around his waist, faithfulness a belt upon his hips. Then the wolf shall be the guest of the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion shall browse together, and with little children to guide them. The cow and the bear shall graze together, their young shall lie down, the lion shall eat hay like an ox. The baby shall play by the viper's den, and the child lay his hand on the adder's lair. They shall not harm or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters see. This great promise of God through Isaiah is that while this punishment might be to clear the forest of trees, new life will come forth from one of the stumps 
the stump dressing. Didn't really think about this before, but we, of course, heard the great genealogy of our Lord, and we heard that link to Jesse. Christ is, after all, son of David, David, son of Jesse. So, I don't really know very much about trees or plants, so I did a bit of Googling, and apparently, it is possible for trees, which have been cut down and left as stumps, to nevertheless blossom forth with new sprouts and even to regrow eventually into full-grown trees. And the reason for this is, of course, that though the stump may appear hopeless and lifeless and a mere husk of a tree, beneath the surface, Beneath the ground, those roots are spread out in every direction. And those roots can still be alive and still working. So a shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse. It's an amazing image for the Nativity of Christ. The house of David, the tree of Jesse, rendered a mere stump. And yet, God continues to work below the surface, preparing the way for that stump to blossom forth with new life. The new life that, as the prophet Isaiah says, is characterized by the power of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and strength. He's saying, Adjectives that are very similar to what we heard last week in the names of Christ in Isaiah 9. The spirit of knowledge, the fear of the Lord. A new life that's characterized by righteousness, by justice, by good news for the vulnerable and the poor and the weakest. A life characterized by reconciliation and safety, where enemies can live together in harmony as the lion can be transformed from a carnivore to an herbivore, transformed to eat hay and grass with the oxen, where children can play with vipers. The life that Christ brings is a kingdom of peace and justice in which the knowledge of God fills the earth. This is God's promise of the reign of God, the kingdom of God that Christ inaugurates in his coming among us. In this nativity season, we celebrate the inauguration of that kingdom in a small infant child born in a cave to a poor family in the backwater of the Roman Empire just a tiny little shoot, completely insignificant to most people, overlooked. Yet, from that tiny little shoot, God will grow a mighty tree, a whole forest even, 
We might call this, if you'll allow the homonym, God's stump speech. <laughs> it's another 19th century word coined primarily in American experience, another uniquely American word, another use of this word stump. In the 19th century, early politicians, they would travel the country, often speaking on stumps, it was a convenient place to get elevated and offer a speech, and they would deliver their political vision for the country and outline their, you know, the basis of their campaign, the reason why you should vote for them. A stump speech is a sort of encapsulation of the meaning of a whole campaign and vision for a country, for a people. So we could call this vision outlined by the prophet Isaiah the stump speech of the kingdom of God. It's our vision in which we hope, and Christ is our candidate, if you will, in which we place our faith. And love is the way that we live into the vision of the kingdom of God that Christ inaugurates in this speech. Love is our life because God, our life, is love. So when we find ourselves stumped, uncertain, Christ is calling us today to remember his stump speech, to remember how God is working secretly below the surface, bringing forth that new life, that sprout from the stump of Jesse. And as we open ourselves to God, to God's love, as we unite our lives with Christ, as we allow ourselves to be filled with that same Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, as we give up those petty and selfish desires of our own egos, those things that come between us and love, we will experience a foretaste of this kingdom. We will experience it as a kingdom of peace, of, of reconciliation, even here and now, as we fully await its realization in the future. Where justice shall be, the band around his waist, faithfulness, the belt upon his hips, the wolf shall be guest of the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion shall browse together, and the little children shall guide them. They shall not harm or destroy on my holy mountain, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. All begun this nativity with that little sprout that shall blossom forth in Christ's nativity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.